Hey guys, welcome back to another Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast presented by the Kubota dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings, and Watertown in Jackrabbit Central. In this episode, the B-Team sits down to discuss the hard-fought record-breaking win over the Montana State Bobcats, and we also touch on the upcoming game at Target Field to break. Here's Ben and Brendan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the B-Team podcast on Jackrabbit Illustrated Facebook and YouTube, as well as FFN's YouTube, or fans... FCS Fans Nation, but I like FFN better because it's easier to say. As always, we are brought to you by the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota. They have eight different locations across South Dakota for any of your yard work, skid steer, um, equipment needs you might have. Look them up. They'll hook you up. They've got great, great equipment. Look for some orange out in the out in your acreage today to take care of everything for you. Um, boy. Uh, yeah, we're a little late again. Uh, Jesse Royston gets. We it. are not late. You guys, we are late. We are late. We were late. We were on one minute late. Eight thirty-two right now, because <laughs> Ben is sending me Snapchats of himself making a red beer. Yeah, that's productive. <laughs> that was five minutes ago. What are you? I know. Where the hell were you? <laughs> I was putting my kids to bed. I see that was successful. Yeah, J- Jim's just calling me out like it's always my fault, bud. Thanks. I mean, we like to blame me, but it's not always my fault, just mostly. Right. <laughs> Ron says he's going to start tracking the do- timelines of the A and B team and see if there's a big difference. Uh, there is. The time there is. is. Yes, and it's not huge, me. Huge difference. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's a co- there's only one common denominator between us, and then there's two of us uh, that are different. So you could probably lean on that pretty well. Um, hey, Dallas. How are you, buddy? Good to see you. Um, good to see you this weekend. Yeah, it was great. You know to what? You, a weekend that was. That was a blast. Um, just starting from the tailgate on. Well, actually, Friday night on. I don't know if anybody else did what I did. Went downtown with Rev. That was a hoot. Um, closed the bars down for the first time that I've done that. And oh my god, it's been years <laughs> since I've been out until bar close. And then, what did he think of the backpackers? I forgot to ask him. Too sugary, like really but it, they're good. They are really sweet. And, yeah. and and Thomas got us two of them mm. for four guys, which was excessive. yeah, that was that was a little bit much. <laughs> That's only like two drinks a piece or three. No, Mm-mm. no, two pitchers more the full that. ice, bud. I know. Yeah. I've that's it's more than two. They go a long way. They they go longer than you think, uh, especially I, when you're. It's been a long time for me, so I drink that much. Yeah. So. <laughs> Usually, probably by the end of one, you think it was only two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, no, it was uh, it was a good time. So I uh, then woke up, and man, I'm glad I got there early because there was a bunch of people in the tailgate lot that were trying to kind of be in weenies and taking our spots. And you know, it's not the regular folks in there. Like, dude, there was... I well, you saw how far down my pickup was parked. Like that, that was how mm-hmm. many cars were there when I got there at eleven fifteen. And being, I know okay. we don't pay for those spots, but people need to recognize that those are ours, right? Like, <laughs> come on, and that's this is like, established, well established. I get it. It's not reserved, and I it's get not. that. But when Hold it's on. someone who comes for just like one or two games, like that kind of burns my ass a little. Well, bit. and here's the deal, though, and we'll talk about some game day stuff, but like if they're going to allow tailgating to start at 11 a.m., then let's just say that. 
so that we know that we need to get there at 11 a.m. Well, you know what it is. It was just a deal where they weren't ready. ready. They just weren't ready. They can't do anything about it because if (laughs) they'd have to close the lot all day. And because it is the library lot, then they're locking students out from parking there. Well, they did um, have that one time where the UPD so, had to come open the gates for us. So let's right, go but back that to was that. A, but that was the time I showed up like an hour before. Yeah, but they could, if you show up like three hours before, they haven't locked the gate yet. They could actively patrol it, and anybody that doesn't have a permit, you say, "Hey, you can't be in here." Like, right, but then I'd have to take all my stuff down and. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that they shouldn't allow us to set up early, <laughs> but it's just kind of bull that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, it it is what it is. But God, it was fun. That was that was a pretty epic tailgate. Um, all of us who were there, everybody we saw, it was great to see everybody again in a full full tailgate. Um, it felt like we were smoother with our tailgate operation in a more mid game form than maybe the team was um, during the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, I think you probably said both both teams. Um, because if you, you know, when you rewatch that game, I don't, I'm sure I know Montana State fans aren't happy about a bunch of things, execution, play calling, all that stuff, just like we aren't. Um, but man, if I mean, you have a packed game and you want people to come back, you could not have drawn up a better script, I don't think. Because even if we, if we don't say in this magical world you win 40 to nothing, like that's not an exciting game that. No, right, right. So that was a that was a cool deal. Yeah, cats twenty five oh six asked whether the tailgate's fuller than normal. I would say they're about like uh, like a hobo day or any other like NBS marker game. Yeah, I mean, I'd think they're probably a little more full because there's just more people there than we're there normally. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're about as full as any other of our large crowds are. I would say yeah for sure. And speaking of large crowds, the students huge yes. props to them they showed out it was amazing and they must have i i didn't think they did this but they had to have reserved some of that corner for the students because so there were I, I don't know how they did it i don't know how they did it either because there were students in that corner like mm-hmm. way you know prior to the start of the game so they i mean those couldn't have been other people's seats otherwise those people wouldn't have anywhere to sit which is good right. i'm glad they did that um right but it yeah they were just packed in there like sardines and they were loud they were uh, anybody, crazy loud yeah if anybody hasn't go watch i think we all retweeted it as stan beckton um had a video from in that student area when montana state was on like a third or fourth down and mm-hmm. man it was loud in that corner um i think that's that can become a thing like that if if opposing teams are in that end zone it's gonna be a problem let's be honest um, Dallas said this after the game to us, so I don't want to steal his thunder. I want to be very clear. Dallas said this, but the the student section won the game. Yep. I mean, yeah. not to diminish the efforts the, the the players or anything, but when they only score one touchdown, they come up. They only get field goals three times in the red zone, and they had nine false start penalties. That is the the crowd nine times. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Nine? Um, that's that's the they won that game. When it's that yeah. tight, those penalties cost the game, and that's oh, yeah. awesome. And not only false start penalties, but the just getting the defense jacked up. I mean, how yeah. when you got your student body behind you, 
you know, they got your back and they're making all that noise. Like it's gotta be, you gotta have the adrenaline pumping at that point. Um, and so, you know, hopefully uh, the rest of the stadium did look good. I, I was very pleased with how many people were wearing black. Um, Mm -hmm. that was really good, but I wasn't pleased with how it took so long for the rest of the stadium to kind of get into the game. Um, you know, it was Mm -hmm. kind of a slow start and I feel like we're a fan base that waits for the team to get us going. And Mm -hmm. then once, once that happens then you know, we can kind of go with it, but, um, you know, the offense was kind of stagnant and the defense needed a boost and, you know, some of us were trying to get him going, but the rest of the stadium, it took for, it took them a while to get there. Um, I will say the second half was very good. They finally did get there, um, but we just need to, I mean, especially a huge game like that, you got to bring it the whole game because it, you right. saw how much of a difference it makes between, again, the false starts and pumping up the defense. Um, I want to go back to uh, the comment about the students from Seth Meyer. Um, he says, has there been some promotions or advertising going on for the students they've been amazing stick around for both games so far i think part of it honestly i mean you look at um like even wildy when he had his first game and i think his mom tweeted out the photo of his bedroom when he was a kid and it was all sdsu stuff like that wasn't a thing a decade ago not you know that was not a thing so i think part of it is i didn't grow up with sdsu stuff in my room right and and both my parents went to sdsu Right. It's crazy. Right. So it's, it's become a, the culture is growing. We talked for years about the culture on here and just, uh, just half a step here. Ron Lowney, uh, make given, given cats 25 out six, a, a, a hard time. We, he came to the tailgate and was a good time. Unlike some people who stayed in Montana, <laughs> but, right. um, no, you have that culture coming through where these kids now who are the students have grown up SDSU fans where it's a big deal to be an SDSU fan. And, you know, you got kids who were like Wilby with the wildebeest who has, you know, their bedroom was SDSU stuff. Like some people grow up with, you know, Huskers or Iowa or whatever. And that makes a huge difference for them coming to the game and being loud and staying and being passionate. And they've been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Somebody mentioned uh, Andy Fiolk. I said, let's get those people back during a playoff run, make a tough place to play even tougher. 100%. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I get it. It's cold in the playoffs. But, man, mm-hmm. it it can be an amazing atmosphere. I feel like people, hopefully, there were a lot of people that got a taste of it last year for the semifinals. Um, and, you know, hopefully people realize how much fun it is and how – it can be that even when it's cold out and you just got to kind of get through it. But um, definitely, uh, you know, let your friends know how fun it was. Uh, Keep buying tickets. You know, we've been tweeting out today. uh, There's been some Facebook stuff today about just how close to sellouts the UND game, the Hobo Day game and the marker game are. Um, So if you're interested in going to any of those games, really any, any game the rest of the season, now is the time to buy those tickets because there were lots of fans that wanted to be, get into this game that just couldn't. I got yep. uh, game day. There was a dozen people who reached out and said, hey, do you know anybody who got tickets? Like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, yes. And, and that's and that's part of the, the learning process for SDSU fans is like we're used to being able to get tickets whenever we want. We yep. used to be able to be like, oh, it's a nice day. I'll go to the game. 
That's just not how it's going to be anymore. And you saw that starting with this game and you're seeing it with the upcoming game. So make sure, uh, make sure you go go out and buy those tickets in advance. Dustin says he's trying to figure out a way to come back. Uh, We'll hold you to it. You (laughs) might, you might just have to move up here, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, Hey, he's uh, we, we have an airport in Sioux Falls and you'll get delayed for flashlights being lost. Um, (laughs) It's, um, no, the, the crowd was phenomenal. And hopefully, you know, that, that should help as well with the bad weather thing where now people are going to have to start buying tickets ahead of time mm-hmm. and not be able to wait till the day of the game and go, oh, I don't like the weather. Or, oh, I got free tickets through the bank. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing anymore. Um, so now that, that should help because now you've invested in this game. So you're much more likely to go either whether it's raining or not. So that's awesome. Uh, Jim says Rev needs a GoFundMe. I agree. I also love how Jim's watching both on Facebook and YouTube. Appreciate, what a stud. Appreciate right? the views, what man. A, Just, yeah. uh, <laughs> we I've done live. that on accident, had the YouTube live and started our stream. And then I hear like two sets of our voices. And I'm like, what the hell? That, that'll really mess a guy up. I don't know how you do it, Jim. And by the um, way, I, I can't I can't believe that you I didn't even know this. I was in bed. You went on live with Borg at like 1 a.m. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So uh how that, are you still uh, awake? I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Um and that got that did really well. Um not Somebody necessarily that night because it was late, but a lot of people mm-hmm. watched. So um Borg was awesome. Uh we we're gonna be doing this after every game now. So um, you know, like he said when we were talking the Drake game might not go an hour and 15 like we did. Um, but we had already planned on it and I told him 11, well, we were stuck in the parking lot until like 10, 15. And apparently there was a big wreck on 29 down by the Dell's exit. I just heard about tonight because mm. people were talking about the game after the soccer game or my daughter's soccer game, which they walloped to the other team for the record. Cause they're a bunch of little studs just throwing out there. Um, but uh, it was supposed to start at 11. Well, then we're leaving. We're trying to grab food on the way out of town. Ben gets stuck in the Taco John's line. <laughs> we said, I'm not dealing with that. We ran over and I'm like, oh, well, McDonald's. McDonald's was so packed, they shut the sign off and like closed themselves so that they only had to deal with who was there. Taco Bell was the same issue. Culver's had closed a couple minutes before we got there, which was sad. Um, so we ended up getting little Caesars. So that took time. Uh, yeah. So we, I didn't get home until like 1215 and messaged him and raced around to put everything together. Cause I wasn't going to leave him hanging and he couldn't get on by himself. So it was awesome though. It was great. We're going to make that a thing. Uh, it, fortunately I'm a night owl. It, well, it'll be easy. The rest of the games are 2 PM starts. So yes, it'll be a well, little easier. Right. They're, and we're still going to be starting at 11 for people who are wondering, it'll still be a late night show. Oh, because- really? I didn't because know Borg has um, his Did. Dakota News Now stuff he's got to do first. Oh, so yeah, well, uh, I was just going to suggest we should just go live from the parking lot. That way we can wait for it to clear out. But <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, it was cool. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, he reached out to, we had reached out to him about some stuff. And then he reached out about a post-game show and we had bantered about it before. And uh, if we're waiting until 11, I think... I, the adrenaline subsides enough for me to be able to do that with a little bit of a better brain. So, um, yeah, it was cool. 
I do want to, we're going to talk about the game. We've been talking about kind of everything around yes. the game. Um, let's talk about the game a bit. Um, one comment, I don't know. He looked like he was a Weber State fan or something, maybe. Yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, he says, you guys won because of Tommy right. got hurt, the more versatile quarterback. Um, you know, what you're you never going to know, number one. Number two, I think it was evident that our D-line rotating in and out started to wear down the Montana State offensive line. Give them credit. Like, Montana State offensive line played very, very well the first half. Um, but I think that our, our the depth of our D-line, we were able to wear them down and start to get into the backfield, start to plug up some of those holes. Um, so, again, you're not going to know, but I think that you also you also don't know, like, how how would our D line have looked against Tommy later in that game when their O line had had was a little more tired? So, I mean, that's an excuse you can make, but I don't I don't think it's a very good one. And it also comes with the territory when you run two guys like that. You're going to have some injuries like that. So, well, just well, when, you, you, when you run when you run like Tommy Malat does, like he runs with a reckless abandon mm-hmm. more than anybody I've ever seen. Like he puts his body in on the line. Like he does not mm-hmm. care. He's just getting the yards, man. And you're going to get injured that way. And he has got injured throughout his career. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just part of the deal. Well, Kanko brings up a good point about their QBs getting hurt, being a part of their play style, risk versus reward. Yeah, it is. Um, I didn't say that's that. also what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did say that. Well, you know, whatever. I, it's it's just proof stuff. that Brendan doesn't listen to me when I talk. It's <laughs> I just okay, don't no pay attention deal. half the time. Yeah, I, the I, only I way we can sit too. by each you're not, other. You're not, on your, you're not on your own. I do it to my wife. I do it to everybody. Um, I just have a short attention span. Um, <laughs> uh, when you're running option with the quarterbacks over and over and over, it's it, at, at, there becomes a point where I don't think it's a coincidence that coincidence that Malat gets dinged up when they play physical teams. Like Ben said, he plays with reckless abandon, and you're there's a reason teams don't run power very often with quarterbacks in the NFL because you get beat to hell. You know, but it's oh my god, Dustin. Um, the the thing for me that I noticed with the D line and the defense, the defensive change. Um, number one, you heard Jimmy in the post game conference talk about you know not wanting to get burned over the top, so not wanting to overcommit and stuff like that. So you look at how that worked, how Montana State's game plan was to hang on to the ball, don't give our offense many chances, and try to wear us down and and control the clock, just like NDSU Borg said that the other night. It was very early days of NDSU's run-esque play calling, which Vegan was there for. Um, Our defense in the second half, I think they switched switched from – they 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 implemented – playing option defense where you've got your your man's or your responsibility. You've got pitch man. You've got the quarterback. That made a huge difference. You could see we were running by less. Um, that That's what it looked like to me. I could be wrong. And I think our game plan was to make them earn every touchdown, work their way all the way down the field, Ben, but don't break and don't let them get a huge play. And honestly, for the large part, I was pretty successful. We gave up a huge amount of running yards for us but they didn't get much many rushing yards for them. And they only scored one touchdown. That's against an offense like that. That's a pretty good job. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was tough to watch for a lot of the game because, like you said, we were playing that bend-but-don't-break defense. We mm. weren't going to get beat on some long 50-50 balls. Um, we were letting them – we were trying to corral them, and they were just kind of um, getting through some creases and getting some good yards on first down, which kind of set up easy second downs for them. Um, so it was very frustrating to watch, and you could tell we turned into more of an aggressive defense in the second half um, where we were kind of maybe sending guys a little more, uh, bringing some more into the box. And so that was uh, – it was good to see. You know, I don't uh, I don't know if that was the plan all along to change to that or if it was an adjustment at half, but it was obviously a good adjustment because it worked. Um, I, I think the, the real story of this game is the mistakes that we made and yeah. how, I mean, yeah, we only won by four. Um, number one, it's the number two or three team in the country. So, I mean, you can't expect to win every game by a big margin, especially against yeah. a team like that. And especially when you're making as many mistakes as we made. We are probably lucky to have come out with a win with how many mistakes that we made. If you look Crucial at... Crucial mistakes. Oh, just huge mistakes. If yep. you look at their the points they got, uh, the first one was an unforced error. Mark was holding the ball out, hit it off his knee. The guy recovered it. He was out of bounds, by the way. They missed that review. Um, I, that was clear as day on the review. I don't know what they were doing there. Um, but anyway, they scored a it touchdown. It was how they called it. It's hard to turn it over the way they called it. Yeah. 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 Um, so they, they ended up scoring. Was it a touchdown or a field goal off that? I can't remember. I thought it was a touchdown. but Touchdown. Um yeah. And then the second drive, we start like right when we get the ball back, we start the drive with a false start right away. Yeah. And then, then we give up a sack. And so then uh, later in the game, we stop him on third or it was later in the half. We stop him on third down and we throw a guy's shoe in the air. And it would have been like a 50 yard, right. 54 yard <sighs> field goal or a punt. But instead, they get a 15 yard penalty and a first down. That ends up in a field goal. And then obviously we have the block punt that somehow ended up in a field goal. That should have been a touchdown. Um, And then even later in the game, there was another personal foul late where the MSU offensive lineman kind of flopped. But Mm -hmm. if you watch, if but if you watch it on TV, like the ref was right for calling it. Like our guy like gave him a shove, and it's like you just can't be doing that type of stuff because again you gave him another fifteen yards, then it ended a field goal they put them in better field position than they would have been. So when we're making mistakes like that and and we still come out with a win, it's very impressive. Um, and we just, that's just stuff that we, we have to clean up and I, I have confidence that we will. And, you know, it's kind of the early season stuff, I think, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it was just well, frustrating to see that many mistakes. And before anybody jumps all over this and goes, ah, it's the difference between a Jimmy team and a stick team. Let's no. pump the brakes. We, we were preaching, about stuff like this that was it it wasn't like like you said getting up he gets that personal foul was that a ridiculous personal foul to call a little bit but you can't get up and do the shrug too right you know i get it's a high emotions game and stuff like that but we didn't control that you know we let that get we we, we take it to the edge and you know what sometimes you're gonna get dinged and get burned it almost cost us um, you just got to yeah. win the response on that, right? Yeah, and that's right. what we preach. So, right, we didn't but, do that as well as we had at the end of the last year. 
and you know, for as much as we're pointing out mistakes and stuff like that, where this team showed that championship grit and guts to come back and win this come game, back. to keep that game to 10 points at half. Montana State lost that game by not getting more than 10 points at half because they held us to like 70-some yards of total offense. They had, I think looking up, they had 150, maybe 180 yards of offense in the first half, and you come away with 10 points, and it felt awful. But then you look up at the scoreboard and you go, man, we're getting the ball back, and if at half, if we score a touchdown, that first half almost didn't matter, and that's exactly what happened. And Mark made some phenomenal throws watching that back. Like a couple of tosses on uh, one of the tosses to Yankee, there was a guy all over him, and he put it in an NFL spot where only his receiver could grab that ball. Um, you know, we should have had another touchdown where you just have a young receiver – lose track of the ball in the lights, I'm guessing is what happened where that ball was on the money and that's a touchdown if he catches it. Um, but he came back and huge props to him, comes back and makes the huge catch on the drive to score the game-winning touchdown on almost the exact same play. But this team showed a lot of guts and a lot of hearts to come back. Um, but you can tell like the lines are not in midseason form, which happened last year too. You know, it took a while for – this team to become what it was in the playoffs. And we tried warning everybody. We talked about it. Everybody remembers this. Uh, this was so eerily similar to that Southern Illinois saga where we blew them out and then it was really close. And this felt so similar, but they really Definitely. got it out and came back. Yeah. Andy made another good point about the new clock rules um, on top mm. of Montana State's offense chewing clock, but it, it makes a huge difference that the new rule where the um, a first down doesn't stop the clock. Mm-hmm. We only had we had four possessions in the first half. Right. Our, I think I put it down. Our third possession was halfway through the second quarter, is when we got right. the ball for the third time. Right. And and then we only got it one more with a minute left in the in the first half. So we almost only had it three times, which right. is kind of crazy to, to to think about in a college football game. That just it changes the game a lot, and it makes offensive possessions uh, very crucial to be able to sustain them and uh, and keep them going. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, that played right into their game plan as well. Yeah. It helped them really run that clock. Austin Vandermal makes a great point. Um, he said the Bobcat line looked much improved. Give him credit there. I don't think it just was a great point. Um, I think that, uh, I don't think they're just better. I think they changed their mentality about blocking because I remember watching games that they did well in last year and their offensive line wasn't trying to get in, get physical and move people. They almost look more like they're get in the way, get your head in front, make the defender have to get around you. And we're fast enough on the edge and everything to get around. And this time that was not the case. They were absolutely looking to move some people in the trenches and there were much more aggressive offensive line and it paid huge dividends for them. The, the chain gang really, really struggled with them. Yeah. And you know, I wasn't making an excuse as to why, you know, the, like that it's 
you know, Cats 2506, both teams play with the same right. clock rules. I know they do. Uh, it's just the point is that you don't get very many possessions. Um, it's also another reason why, you know, I, I think that we should, ha- in my opinion, we should have relied on the run game a little earlier. Um, and it's easy to say after the fact. I mean, you know, you, you, it's hard to put yourself in Luhan's shoes. He's got some tough decisions to make. But at the same time, you know, we only had, I think Isaiah Davis had 12 carries. Amar Johnson had six. Um, with with how good those guys are and how good our O-line is, um, along with the uh, the need to be able to control the clock, especially with these new clock rules and and with the way you know the time of possession was that we needed to have our guys in the field and we started to do that in the second half which was good i feel like we waited too long to do it um and i hope that we see more of an emphasis on that going going forward having that be kind of our our main bread and butter um and then we hit the passes off of that because i think it's really important to establish that and we just didn't seem to do that in the first half yeah. Um, yeah, this definitely isn't a, a, a excuse. It was it was just uh, that first half felt like it went by in 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> It was more of an observation than it is like, oh, well, that would really hurt us. I don't I don't think that at all. What what hurt us was letting Montana State get first down after first down. You never get the ball back. It felt like that Youngstown State game. What was that? Two, three years ago in Youngstown where we choked that game away and we the offense just never had the ball, never got going. Um, except we stopped allowing that to happen at half. Um, Randy Jacobs says he really liked the three-back set. That was awesome. I would love to see more of that. Angel looked great went on his one carry they gave him out of that. Um, I think that makes it really tough on opposing defenses. That was pretty awesome. I do I do like it, but at the same time, I I want to see us line up and say, try to stop us. Try to... Yeah, uh, our O-line is so good and we have two really, really good backs. Um, And and I think you saw that in the second half where they started to get rolling. And, you know, I think you need to make teams try to stop that, make them adjust to that, and then you can pass off that. Um, So that's, I don't know, that's just, that was one frustration of mine that I think that it would have been nice to see that a little more. Yeah, um, I I will say our offensive line did, did have a hard time in the, especially in the first half, they really struggled with that defensive line a little bit. And obviously you're going to get it, 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 that's a really good team. Mm-hmm. You're not going to just walk all over them. They're going to get sacks. They're going to make plays. That is what it is. Um, overall, I think it's a really impressive win. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, I can understand why both fan bases feel really good about their chances. If they were to meet up again, um, from an SDSU perspective, um, you know, you have the personal fouls, the block that extent that resulted in points twice. You've got your block punt that resulted in points. You've got all that stuff. Um, Montana State, you can say, you know, the false starts, all that. It would have been, uh, would have been a, you know, you look at SDSU for us, it would have been a different game, but I feel really good about this team mid season on having gelled. The lines establishing themselves. It did feel like we had some guys starting to establish themselves in the second half on the defensive line and really stepping up. So I'm looking forward to how 
this team looks in three or four games. Definitely. Fortunately, there's some really good teams coming up here. Yeah. I mean, special teams got to get cleaned up, uh, you know, between there was a missed extra point, which is inexcusable. Um, There was a long return right after we'd taken the momentum, scored a touchdown, took the lead. We gave up Mm -hmm. like a 60 yard return or something that was almost a touchdown if Tucker large hadn't made, made a nice play. Um, which he had a huge game and he's going to be fun to watch this year. He was mm-hmm. just all over the field. Um, and then obviously the black punt, it, it was like, it, it wasn't even, they almost took the ball off of his foot. Like, it, right. It, right. Like what, then there were two guys there. So something, there were went three way, guys there. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. went way wrong on that play. And I, I, I have confidence that, that our special teams coach will get that cleaned up. Um, but yeah. I hope so. That's what we have a special teams coach for now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Before we get too far, we should mention that uh, this podcast is presented by, in part, uh, Jackrabbit Central. Um, you see this awesome uh, banner I have above my head. I believe they're still available for purchase from Jackrabbit Central. Yes. Um, it is definitely the place to go get your Jackrabbit gear on campus, and I believe they have a um, location downtown as well um yeah go go check them out for gear especially on touchdown tuesday which is tomorrow i believe we didn't 15. get 15 percent. didn't get as many touchdowns this week right. um but uh tuesdays are an awesome day to grab grab gear you can take advantage of that online it's it, you don't even need a code it's just right off the top um so yeah thank you jack Abbott central for sponsoring us and uh definitely go check them out um, with that, do we want to go into our picks and how that went this week? Did you tell let's, him up? Let's do that. I sure did. Oh, he's eager about it. He did well compared to me. No, he's too eager about this. He's feeling too good. You didn't Indiana look him up. screwed me. No, I didn't look him up. Oh. I, I sort of did, but I never tallied him. Oh, well, Indiana scoring two fourth quarter touchdowns against Indiana State. Come on, <laughs> killing me. Like, so I had that, and then <sighs> Louisville whooped up on Murray State. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Why did you pick Murray State? I just didn't think that Louisville was going to be that mean to him. Oh, I well, genuinely was banking on Louisville being they, nice. They were fifty-six they were to zero. Nice. Um, Indiana won forty-one to seven. Uh, that was uh, ended up being a tie um, due to a couple of late touchdowns, like Brandon said. Um, Ohio State. Uh, Youngstown State put up a little fight against Ohio State. Um, and that game was a seven to seven early, and yep. Ohio State only ended up winning thirty five to seven. Um, not it's even really impressive to... effort by an FCS school in the Horseshoe. One hundred percent. Yep. And then USD they were tied seven to seven at half, I believe, against St. Thomas, but they ended up or no, it had to be seven to zero. Sorry, because St. Thomas didn't score, but um, USD ended up winning that twenty four to zero, covered their spread. Southern Illinois got a big FBS win against Northern Illinois. Um, yeah. Granted, the MAC uh, it seems is uh, just a big heaping pile of garbage this year, but um, yeah, Southern Illinois won fourteen to eleven, covered their spread. Uh, UND took down Northern Arizona thirty-seven twenty-two, covered their spread. Mm-hmm. NDSU whooped up on Maine forty-four to seven, covered their spread. We didn't get that one right. That yeah, was. We, we both picked Maine in that one. We both got that one wrong. Um, Illinois State covered against Western Illinois, 34 to 18. 
And then you and I kind of laid an egg against Weber State at home, too. I've um, lost. I'm out on that's you and I. That's a bad loss for them. They lost to Weber State 34 to 17 at mm-hmm. home. That's it's not just that they lost, it's how they lost. Well, I right. think they had like five turnovers or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what and I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, it sounds like Theodore had a bunch of interceptions, and but somebody said that they weren't necessarily all his fault. I don't know. Right. Um, but still, like, yeah. I mean, you got to have a better showing than that. Granted, I mean, we maybe Weber State's really good this year. Um, but you and I is 0-2 again to start a season. Um, All that being said, they're still going to find a way to do something exactly. to make us crap our pants at minimum on Elbow Day. <laughs> it's, as, it's as the prophecy foretold. They're going to come in needing to win that game to stay in play- playoff contention. So, yeah. uh, Missouri State lost to Tennessee Martin 38-31 to and did not cover their spread. We both picked them Come on that on one. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Brendan picked Montana State. Uh, I don't think, at this point, with the streak you're on again, for picking against SDSU on the spread, you try, I don't you think... You just try to push that and try to push me. I'm just this. saying, yeah, I don't think luck. you should ever pick SDSU in the spread you, again. No, 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 no. We may... <laughs> Brendan, we may never lose if you keep picking against <laughs> sure, SDSU. Sure. sure, you keep selling that. Yeah, okay. Well, you only have I mean, to balance it, it out with another win, Brendan. So, it feels you know. like it's worth it at this point. You can bullshit a bullshitter, but you can't smell the snowman. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> all that is to say that... I ended up going uh, five five and one. You went six four and one. So you got another game on me. I'm five nine and one overall. You're eight six and one overall. Yeah, you hear that, Rev? Suck it. <laughs> so, All right. So what? One what? One one last story. Um, I made my big video, which I cannot believe how many people watched. Um, Thanks. I thought it was going to be corny, but everybody loved it. I mean, it. it was. It's a good kind of corny, though. <laughs> so it was both. So, um, but uh, two things about that. Uh, number one, uh, shout out to the kid who decided to show up to the game with a broken leg after he saw that video and he was wearing black. I saw him after the game. You're a rock star. Um, number two, I make that video. I make a big, big deal about it. I drive up to Brookings. Ariel stays home. Thank God. Uh, I bring black hoodies in case it rains, <laughs> and then I get up in the morning and I wrap the brisket, throw it in the cooler, I go to my duffel bag, and I've only got a blue t-shirt. <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> so my wife had to run me a t-shirt because I'm a moron. Nice. I did catch an appropriate amount of crap at the tailgate, if anybody's wondering. But... Andy's got a good question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes, she's allowed to eat again, so very happy for her. She could stand to lose a pound or two, so she was all right. I wonder how many people caught the Easter for, egg. In that, we should Brian. clarify for people that for people that are just listening. He was talking about his dog, not his wife. Because <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yes. be a bad thing to say right now about your no. wife. Bud. No, uh, yeah. There was a comment yeah. that says, "Has the other dog got to eat yet?" Did I not read that out loud? I thought no, I you never oh, do. You yeah, <laughs> you just got done talking about Ariel. You're like, yeah, she could stand to lose a pound or two. 
We love you, Ariel. Uh, love you, honey. I'm glad you're watching the video version and not listening to the audio or that have been a whole <laughs> long thing. Yeah. I don't understand why so many people thought I was going to wear the robe. <laughs> it wasn't even black. It was gray, right? So, I know. I, I mean, I made the joke that I was going to spray paint it black, but I, that's a nice robe, guys. I'm not spray painting it. I have no. one robe. And that's my robe. Well, and and it was black. Like, Where's the it was robe? black enough. I don't know. You wouldn't have had yeah. to spray paint it. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, what, what so we're in a bathroom for the uh, the I think Saturday people need morning. to go back and check to see if they can see the Easter egg. That's yeah. I, I thought the Easter egg was pretty cool, and then nobody I said know. anything about that. It's well, right in the beginning the, of the video. Part, I, so everybody, the, just go back and take a look. I saw it. But part of the problem was I saw it in high definition. It got posted in like, well, like it was from an Android. Right. And oh, so <laughs> then we reposted it. Come yeah. On. It posted we did quality repost on Facebook. It. Yeah. it was all right. Um, all. About Aaron's question here about the Ryan Jensen Saturday morning get a video that he tweets out. Uh, they have uh, SDSU robes at Shields now. Or no, I think, is that the bookstore or Shields? Or the bookstore has right onesies. Well, they have onesies, onesies, which are sick. Somebody has SDC robes. Anyway, I think that we should do a dubbed over version of that video for Jackrabbit Game Day, a get up video. I I would, I would do that. We could do the Shaq one too. He always does the Shaq one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that can be. Yeah. I don't know that he even watches this anymore. I don't see him on here. He used to comment all the time. Well, he's Ryan. a little bit. He's he's busy. He's got to make sure a, a nuclear man. power plant doesn't melt down. Melt down. <laughs> yeah. Well, sounds important. But um, all right, where are we? Yeah. Let's, the, uh, yeah. Now you got me in hot water, Ben. By the way, thanks not for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appreciate you. It's, uh, it's love awesome. It. Thanks. No, no, I'm the bad guy. Hey, no. you need to read the comments. You'll, I'll train <laughs> oh you eventually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I my wife says, yep, it's okay. Tummy. I've only lost 15 pounds in the last month, and he still calls me fat. No, she's being funny, but nobody she's, else. She's commenting she's about your funny. comment here, not <laughs> yes. your house. Yes, yes, I yes. assure you. And and <laughs> so, she made sure the other dog got fed. I'd put money on it. Probably. probably. All right. It well, didn't die. But did you uh, die? Let's take a quick peek at the game, the the Missouri Valley games uh, this Should week, we and then we will look at the poll first. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Okay, Before we that. get into our stuff brought to us by Culver's that I didn't manage to get rev to, but there's one in Frisco, so we'll take him one there. Take him there. We're gonna talk about that when we talk about the Drake game. By the way, um, this is the FCS Fans Nation Top Twenty Five Week Two. And SDSU stays at the top. Montana State stays at number two, rightfully so. Yep. Um, NDSU at three. Idaho jumping up to number four after beating Nevada. Um, Beat the breaks off Nevada. Yeah, yes, definitely. William and Mary, Holy Cross, Furman, Incarnate Word, Sacramento State, Weber State. Um, the rest, we've got Southern Illinois jumped all the way up to 13 with their big win over Northern Illinois. And then UND at 15. And that, and then Youngstown State sneaking in at twenty four, that rounds out the valley in the top twenty five. I mean, really, it didn't take long. I, those are the valley teams I expect to stay in the rankings at this point. Those, if if, if I had confidence picks, I mean, I would I go feel in like that order. Even. At the start I of the year, flip... at the start of the year, you would have included UNI though. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I'm saying at this point, like I have no faith in you and I at this point to. Oh, you're saying from here going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now, if you made me you. do picks and confidence of each team, the only thing I would do is flip Southern Illinois because they did this last year where they beat an FBS team and then they kind of fell off the planet. Otherwise, um, yeah, that's exact order I'd have them in. And those are the ones that, uh, you know, I could see. Rev says yeah. he doesn't buy YSU as a top 25 team. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been there before. He says, um, I have a little, I have that, no faith at the start and I have more now. I mean, that that's the one that I would be curious about whether you and I would come back and go on a little run and maybe sneak back in and Youngstown might fall out, but we'll see. Right. Um, let's go and look at the games for the Missouri Valley this week. We have Lamar going to USD. Um, USD should win that easily. If um, USD struggles with Lamar, <laughs> like they struggled with St. I mean, it's bad enough to struggle with St. Thomas, but if you struggle with Lamar, I don't know who I'd pick. I think it'd be a tight game between Lamar and St. Thomas. Uh yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, somebody asked, does Idaho have a favorable schedule? I no. mean, they're in the Big Sky, and there are some tough Big Sky teams. Uh, they do have to play Sacramento State. They have to play Montana State. They got to play Weber State. So um, they have a pretty difficult schedule. Probably mm-hmm. almost just as difficult or more difficult than ours. Um, it's uh, it's not as difficult as Montana State's, but it's a it's not like a UC Davis where they got an easy schedule through the big sky. Right. Um, Other than USD at Lamar, we've got Indiana state going to ball state. They're just raking in the money this year in FBS games. Um, We have Bob Morris going to Youngstown state. Youngstown state should win that by a lot. Uh, You have, uh, Illinois state going to Eastern Illinois. It'll be interesting to see how they look against Eastern Illinois after Eastern Illinois just, Indiana State to the uh, woodshed. Nope. Uh, Murray State's going to get whooped by Middle Tennessee. UNI goes to mm-hmm. Iowa State, a get-right game for them. I would expect them to bounce back. Um, Lindenwood goes to Western Illinois. That'll be an interesting game, honestly. Um, I think I'd take Lindenwood in that one all day. Yeah, I think that's that's trouble for Western Illinois there. Yeah. Um, Although Western then, Illinois put up a fight against Illinois State for a half. For a while, yep. Which, you know, <laughs> it feels sad because you're almost describing Western Illinois against a conference opponent like an FCS team going in against an FBS team. Like, I'm impressed they hung in there for a half. <laughs> I mean, we do have Murray State, too, though, so it's, I think they're probably the, worse. The than... bottom of the valley is so bad. Trash. The bottom three teams suck so hard. Yeah. Um, then we've got Central Arkansas going to NDSU. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can put up a fight. Um, UND goes to Boise State. Uh, that one, I could see them making a little noise there. I I don't know that that spread's going to be that big, honestly. Are they playing in the Alaris Center or on the road? I'm just, that statement confused me a bit there, Ben. UND going to Boise State? And so that you think they're going to win on the road? Oh, well, yeah, I guess I could honestly, I, I don't I disagree with will. you. Actually, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing the, you know, the old school card there. Like, yeah, 
Boise's not great, not good this year. Right. Yeah, I think that's a chance for UND to pick up an FBS win. Um, and then It'd certainly make Hammond happy. That's right. Um, right. You got oh god, they'd be giddy. Southern Illinois going to SEMO, which will be uh, a big game for Southern Illinois. Um, if mm-hmm. they can stay on this run here, they'll be in a pretty good position when they start Missouri Valley play um, because they do have some uh, obviously difficult games coming up against SDSU and DSU. Um, but if they can go undefeated and out of conference, they're going to be in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, if you look at, let's say, the only games they lose are against SDSU and DSU. You might be with an FBS win on your on your resume. You might be looking at a top eight seed, possibly. Yeah, um, yeah. Southern Illinois and UND winning this weekend. If you're someone who just loves the Valley and wants the Valley to do so well, you want you got to root real hard for those two. Um, you know, yeah. I I think there's some uh, fifty butter butterburger possibilities on this lineup, though. That's for sure. Hundred percent. Speaking of fifty Butterburgers, SDSU plays Drake at Target Field. We mm-hmm. hope to see all of you there. And the uh, I think that we can all agree that this is probably the most likely fifty Butterburger that we have on our schedule at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is brought uh, that along with this pick segment is brought to you by Culvers of Brookings and Watertown. Um, we had some guys try Culver's this week, which is cool to see. I think it was, mm-hmm. did I see Kevin tweeted out? He tried Culver's. Yeah, he did. Um, Kevin Marshall did. He Stan loved Beckton. it. He said. Yep. Uh, Matt, Matt took Stan Becton to Culver's, which was cool. Um, Stan so, yeah. Becton has just, look, I, I appreciate what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, you know, it wasn't what, two years ago where we were just dogging the NCAA oh, yeah. FCS account for doing nothing. Ago? They're good. That is a good account now. Like yeah, that is worth the follow. Account. Uh they're standing stand around. Um, love his stuff for what it is and what they're doing. I do want to point out the man has the taste buds of a potato because he said Culver's isn't quite as good as McDonald's, and he has <laughs> McDonald's over like tons of other restaurants. And man, that's Oof. <laughs> like what my guy we gotta get you some did I you know he ain't spend enough time in the midwest to eat real meals i guess did you, he's gosh. pretty thin so he got he's a skinny you guy a big guy or a thin guy yeah. did you tell him in person he has the taste woods of a potato no <laughs> i didn't have the heart to do it <laughs> i didn't have the heart but, to do it i i it crossed my mind because i was like here i'll get you um i'll get you some brisket and he's like no, I, not right now. Maybe later. Um, I did get to try Culver's though, and then he said that about McDonald and not being as good as McDonald's, and I almost said, "Well, that's probably for the best because apparently you have the taste buds of a potato, so you'll think <laughs> roast beef's better." <laughs> maybe he's judging them on fries alone because he, because he was telling me he's like, "Well, the Culver's fries they were only good, you know, they weren't great like McDonald's fries," and I was like, "Well." I don't know that McDonald's fries are great, bud, but I can if get you, on board with that till you get the cheese sauce with them. If you don't, well, I would say, yeah, if you don't necessarily like Culver's fries, try it with the cheese sauce. Also try cheese curds, try onion rings. They onion have, rings are great. They have yeah. great options along with all their other food options and they're mm-hmm. custard. Um, so yes. yeah. Uh, thank you. Culver's uh, appreciate the sponsorship and everybody should go, uh, 
check them out. Andy says Culver's Turtle Sunday, legit. Agreed. All right. With that, again, back to the the Drake SDSU game up at Target Field. Um, I uh, I heard Matt say that he doesn't love playing on a baseball field. I don't either. Um, I hate it. it I hate it. I, I if somebody gets hurt, I'm gonna be pissed. I know, right? Oh. Like if we're we should just. If we're on the outfield side of the field, the starters can play. But if we get anywhere near that dirt, we're taking everybody out. <laughs> right. You know, or where the dirt used to be if they put turf over the dirt. Like, man. Are they man. going to? Do you remember? I don't they remember. Game? I thought the they might have done I've it seen, the, Maybe not. Pictures I've seen, they haven't. But um, it should I thought be it was like the old Milwaukee Stadium when they played there. Brandon. County Stadium? Yeah. 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 Well, the Packers would play there occasionally, and that was dumb too. Yeah, well, that was. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's a whole story there. The game itself, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot to talk about other than just don't get injured. Um, you know, get young guys some playing time again. Um, there's just not a whole lot to say about the actual game. I mean, it's going to be cool to see them play in Target Field. It's a very, yeah. it's a super nice stadium if you've never been there. Um, and so that will be a cool part of it. Uh, but outside of that, I think the coolest part is going to be the pregame and the postgame, uh, seeing all the Jacks fans flood downtown Minneapolis. Um, yeah. And pregame, uh, if you are wondering what to do, definitely get up to Minneapolis early Saturday and check out the Twin Cities alumni page. Are, a face, are, are they Facebook, Twitter? I don't know. They're I know on Twitter. On, I know they're Twin on Twitter. City. Twin City uh, TC Jacks alumni, I think, is their handle. Yeah, look that up. They have done a great job. They put together a whole set of, I think it's nine bars um, that are pregame locations with a host for each one. So there should be Jacks fans at most all of those. Um, Check out as many as you can. I'd be impressed if if anybody can hit all nine of them that morning because it's a pretty short time frame there. Um, But Definitely come see us. We will be at Cowboy Jacks along yep. with the JFPA. That place is mm-hmm. huge, and I'm hoping that we're on the rooftop because it's as long as it's a nice day. Um, I haven't checked the forecast. It's supposed to be nice, but I have not. No. I... Anyway, if it's nice, <laughs> if it's nice, you'll find us on the rooftop. Um, if it's, you'll find us somewhere in there. But um, come to Cowboy Jacks, hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. So uh, it is going to be a good time, and they're calling it Jack the Loop. I think they call that yep. area the Loop with those bars. Um, but Ray yep. Gronowski asks, has anyone heard what kind of crowd we can expect? I think I remember somebody talking about it, 15 to 20. I think it was around 20 is what I had last heard, but who knows? I mean, walk-up tickets could be a crazy success. Um, I have no idea. Um <laughs> So that's that's what I'm expecting. I'm I'm thinking fifteen to twenty thousand. Um, if you look on the on the website for the tickets, there's a lot a lot of tickets sold out. It's gonna ha- it's not gonna be empty. It's not gonna look empty. Um, it's gonna be solid. It's not gonna look like say U.S. Bank Stadium with twenty thousand people in it. It's not gonna look that bad. Well, yeah, because the, the <laughs> I mean cap- that would be embarrassing. The but. capacity of the Target Field is thirty nine thousand five hundred. <laughs> 
capacity of U.S. Bank Stadium is seventy three thousand. So well, what would what would, what would really be embarrassing about that is if our fan base for years had said how we could <laughs> sell out any stadium in Minneapolis, and then you go into the big stadium in Minneapolis, and then you don't even sell out a third of the tickets. That would be embarrassing, and like I would be so upset, I would turn I don't know green and yellow. <laughs> I love your receipts, Brendan. It's great that you live there. <laughs> and then the worst part is they had to drive back to Fargo, which that's <laughs> right. Uh, Deb says 72 and sunny per Aki weather. Can't ask her better than that. Should be a great atmosphere. Um, and maybe Deb, Deb may be able to fly to this one since it's in Minneapolis. That'd be nice for them. Uh, they were telling us how many miles they put on, which is oh, insane. <laughs> but crazy, um, yeah. They it are is dedicated. like a two-hour shorter drive for them, though, too. So yeah, maybe right. they just drive. Right. Um. Other than that, I don't know. We're we're short of an hour, but I don't know that there's a whole lot to say about that Drake game. Well, I mean, know, Drake is coming off of. Just I, talk about the tailgate and all the bush light that's going to be consumed. Well, shut were, up about the bush light. I don't need people buying me any more bush light. I don't want bush light. There, there will be a lot of that. Drake. Shut Not up. a fault you like Miller, bud. <laughs> I am an but, adult. Deb says, "Are you kidding?" And Miss Family time in the car. I take it they're driving. All right, <laughs> I like it, and not to. Uh, not to pounce on Drake too much because I know that Ray did play there, but they right. did just lose to Northwestern, not the FBS Northwestern, not the purple one, no, the Northwestern in Northwestern Iowa, the NAIA national champions, NAIA, yeah, and they're champions, but good lord, like, well, it'd be equivalent to. I mean, it'd be all, almost exactly like losing to USF back when they played NAIA. And everyone was convinced that they were just the best team in the state for some reason. But then they moved to Division Two, and they they weren't on. They were not that all that in a bag of chips, even at D two. So didn't USF give uh, UND a run for their money one time? That they did. Was, they yeah. did. Yeah. They gave that. the Fockers a hard time. The Fockers, I like it. Fighting <laughs> Hawks. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah. That's not that I, doesn't count as one. No, no, it doesn't count. No, not at all. No. I do I do hope Rev got everything out of this weekend that he wanted. Um it was a blast having him. It was great seeing him. Yeah. I appreciate him cheering for us and being a being a fan and, and just a great friend overall. So thanks, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely thanks for coming up. Great to see him. Uh look for his I don't think it got posted yet. Look for his article on is how he thought the weekend went. Um, if you didn't see his first one on his experience down in Frisco, check that out. Um, he does a good job Ooh. writing those. Um, Ray says, different time when I played for Drake. You want to hear the story? Listen to Thursday's podcast with Kyle and Stacker. There you go. That'll be sounds, cool. Sounds yep. cool. Yeah. Do that. That'll be an awesome one. I like it. Uh, Matt says Natty tickets are on sale. Get them bought. I th don't know for sure, but I think they might be gone. The last time I looked, there weren't many left. Unless they released more. Um, maybe they did a second run. I don't know. I know I had uh, people at work asking me if I got Natty tickets 
And I think some of the confusion is some people got them secondhand, but they still got them through the AXS app. Oh. So they thought, you know, well, I bought them. It's like, no, you bought them secondhand, so you're not going to get the pre-sale. So, yeah. Your barbacoa was awesome, Ben. Yeah, was I was going to say, underrated. kudos to Ben for the barbacoa. That was great. The brisket was fantastic. We had all beef franks and, and hot dogs. We had just a ton of beef. It was a good at, beef at bowl tailgate. Area. It was yeah. a great tailgate. Great success. I snuck in some pork, but... uh Nobody noticed. Everybody ate it, so it was fine. <laughs> the, dude, the shotgun shells were awesome. Everybody that fast. had them, they got annihilated once people figured out what they were. Yeah, they got hammered pretty quick after this. I, I, for a while, they weren't moving. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I get to take some home. I'm not mad about that. And then I, I had around, a couple people try them, and boom, gone. Yeah, yeah. So, are those? Is that sausage inside there? Like rolled up sausage, or is it a brat? It's a sausage, isn't it? No, I take pork sausage. You mix it with pork cheese, sausage. barbecue rub, mix it up, and then stuff every one of them little buggers by hand. So set aside some time. Hey, Andy's from Idaho. Suck it, Chris. Well, from South Dakota. He's living in Idaho. They're living in Idaho. Not a boy. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> you just take and get some J.I. stuff put down at the corner pub and make sure it's right <laughs> prominent where, right. where Hammond can see it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's more to Idaho yeah. than Moscow and Boise, so we don't know where he's at. Well, <laughs> anyway, it's cold. We made it over an hour. Um, I don't know where Jim. Jim must have went to bed. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's not the, yelling he's at us. He'd be telling us. He'd be telling us it's garage time. It's time to go off, boys. With that, thanks everybody for a great weekend. Ah, there he is. See everybody in Minneapolis, like Jim says. Yep, go big, go blue, go, go Jacks. Jacks. Go Jacks. Like, share, subscribe. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We also would like to once again thank our sponsors, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, and Jackrabbit Central. And as always, go Jacks.